This is Sarah Elizabeth, and you're listening to Front Porch Radio in Columbia, Tennessee, 101.7 WKOM. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. 
Quickwire Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. We are, ladies and germs, stacked and packed for you on a Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. We've got a great one for you today. Um, as we continue to thaw out, minus uh, two degrees is our current temperature outside. Those of you scoring left to right across your device, and um, the Dalton Connect show last night will not be forgotten by the living fan. Uh, the several thousand that were there, Mark Griffin's got a great story for us. He's been snowed in here for a couple of days. He got here for business uh, and has been hauled up. And he was uh, on hand yesterday giving us a first-person account on what he saw. Uh, he'll be with us. Watson Brown. It's a Wednesday with Watson Brown. Since the last time we talked... With Watson Brown, all hell has broken loose in the college football world, and the Bammers are not liking it. Sean Sinclair, the Bammers are having a snit fit online as they're being their team is being picked apart. Their recruiting class is being picked apart. They've lost uh, their best recruiter. This guy's putting together a I don't know what you'd call it a less than impressive staff thus far. And the Bammers are in a snit, Senko, and I got time for it. Yeah, <clears throat> unfortunately, when dynasties come to an end, they come to an end. Uh, there's no blending of dynasties. Uh, you know, two things. One, uh, the ultimate, the, the thing I've heard about in coaching is be yourself. Because if you're not yourself and you're trying to be somebody else, it's never going to work. And second of all is when you have an absolute freak like Nick Saban, insatiable, insatiable, whichever the word, insatiable uh, for winning, um, for world domination, et cetera. They're, they're just, there's not another one. I mean, Kirby Smart, he can play the part, and he's doing well, but he's not Nick Saban. There's only one. And so there's going to be a drop-off. I'm sorry. And so they've, they've been living in a... They've been living in a um, little fantasy land uh, for the last 17 years. That's just not that's just not real. And so, the, unfortunately, they're going to come back to earth a little bit. And uh, hey, no one was crying for us when we went through our ship of fools of coaching hires. So, you know, it is what it is. Are you buying or selling this DeBoer hire? Oh, I think it's probably. Uh, who else could they hire? Uh, exactly. You know, he's, a, he's an offensive guy. Um, he's had success everywhere he's been. He's a, he's a, it appears to be a self-made man. Uh, started at the bottom and then worked all the way top. He's been successful everywhere he's been. He's been, well, look, he's, he's been more successful where he's been 
than uh, any anyone on the saving tree. He's been you know more successful than uh, he's he's actually succeeded forward, unlike uh, Sarkeesian or any of these other guys. Uh, will is is he ready for that meat grinder? I don't know that anybody is. Uh, and the problem he's going to have is that everybody uh, that wasn't selected is like it's like when they hired uh, uh, Lady Vols basketball coach after Summit. Yep. Every everybody that even drove by that campus thinks they can continue the success. They're kidding themselves. Absolutely. Everybody thinks they were part of they they helped Nick Saban. They they were a part of. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. You were just you were an accessory to his kingdom. We learned that here. Yeah. Yeah. And and and, and uh, another thing that they're going to find out is that um, when success starts dropping. You're going to start your 30 for 30 series because people are going to start chirping. Well, this is the way it used to be before Saban because Saban cast the shadow that was impermeable by the media, by the police, by the admissions, by the training staff, by the by commissioner everybody. of the league. And now, by, now by people the, are going yeah. to have their uh, Linda no. Myers moment. The commissioner of the league himself, okay? The commissioner of the league himself. The fear of Nick Saban. That's all you need to know. So, absolutely, uh, and, and rightfully so. I think Nick Saban would be a perfect commissioner for the Super League of college football, as long as he maintains his health. I, I think he'd be a perfect choice for that. But Brian Hartman, have you recovered yet? I think he has loyalty to Alabama. I, he may say it, but his his loyalty is to his winning, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Now, all these guys they, are like that. You think yeah, Mike Krzyzewski? He would have yeah. done the same thing at LSU. Oh, yeah. He would have done the same he, thing at Florida. He would have done the same thing at Notre Dame. Yes. He would have done the same thing at Tennessee. Yes, he would have. But here's the question, Brian Hartman. Have you recovered from the Dalton Connect show yet? No, I don't think I'll uh, ever be in a position to have to recover from that until it's uh, unfortunately one day over. I think every day I, I want more. I want to see him play tonight. Yep. I can't wait for Saturday. I can't wait for next, I guess, whenever they play beyond that. Marky Boy Griffin. Marky Boy Griffin said last night that that was something to behold in that arena. He said that's one of the more incredible things he's seen. I'm going to bring him on in an hour or two to talk about the connect effect. Because here's the connect effect. He asked me, he said, when is the last time you've seen a guy in a Tennessee basketball uniform that made you feel that way? Brian Hartman, we didn't we didn't get into this last, uh, last night on Garza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime. We did about 100 minutes or so. Um, and I had not eaten dinner. That's why I cut that thing off. I had to go upstairs and eat my baked spaghetti, which it was well-earned, by the way. Uh, Bri, when is the last time a Tennessee basketball player made you feel the way this guy makes you feel? Because Grant Williams, though he was great, never made me feel the way this kid makes me feel. I think Chris Lofton would have to be mine, but Grant Williams and Schofield sort of together. I think Schofield kind of had a sidekick, or rather, Grant Williams had a sidekick in Schofield, and so they were kind of linked together. But this connect and law and Lofton seem to be sort of standing out on their own. So I'd have to go with I'd have to go with uh, Chris Lofton and Allen Houston. No offense, he he was great, but they never won anything of significance with him. So I couldn't say that he did. So I, I have to say Chris Lofton. 
You're exactly right. Uh, no offense to Alan Houston. Great guy. Um, smooth guy. One of the great players in school history. No doubt about it. But how many games of consequence did he play in? That is so true. Versus this era of Tennessee basketball where this is a team of consequence. This is a top five team. This is a this is a team where I read a statistic to you today. And by the way, Watson Brown's going to join us, and then we're going to get into the hoops. But the here's a stat for you. Tennessee now leads the Southeastern Conference in offensive efficiency by a sizable margin. This is an SEC games, okay? Which means they're really cooking right now. And I mean, they were moving the ball around. I'm reading a book on Russian hockey right now. And uh, the Russian hockey is a very interesting uh, deal. And the way they combined a few elements of a few different sports and almost took hockey to an art form like ballet in the 60s and 70s and changed the game forever. And the Vols yesterday had some offensive possessions where they were just really, really clicking. Inside, outside, really efficient, did incredible things. Anyway, the Vols are up to 19th nationally for the full season in offensive efficiency. They're third in defensive efficiency. There are four teams right now in the top 20 in those statistics. And the four teams are Houston, who went to the Final Four last year, who's got a great team this year. Arizona, who I think is a Final Four caliber basketball team under Tommy Lloyd. Very good basketball team. Auburn, who I think will battle the Vols for the Southeastern Conference Championship this season eventually. I think they're excellent. And then the Tennessee Volunteers. Those are the four teams in the top 20 in both categories. Now, I want you to, I want you to file this away. I'll have this in the blog tomorrow because I'm going to build, a, I'm gonna build a, a few paragraphs around this. But the reality is you can start believing in this team. You, you can let yourself dream. Here's why. I asked Matt Dixon this year, who's been like very almost caustic toward the concept of, of dreaming in Mar. I said, Matt, is it okay to let yourself go? Yeah, because when you can do both, you can win it. Here's the stat. Tennessee is in the top 20 in both offensive and defensive efficiency. 24 of the last 25 national champions have met that criteria look look if you want to play in texas you got to have a fiddle in your band and if you want to win it all or you want to get to a final four you want to have that caliber team you can't have a one-sided basketball team like rick barnes has had since he's been here doesn't work and, and and you naysayers can say what and look I was the chief naysayer on the front end but it's one thing to be wrong another thing to stay wrong don't stay wrong don't stay wrong it's one thing to be wrong you can be wrong don't stay wrong fools stay wrong don't be a fool don't be a fool this connect guy Sean did you ever think in a million years you would see Rick Barnes get out of the way like he did yesterday in the second part of the first half and the second part of the second half, and just get out of the way. Just let this guy do his thing. 
No, and, and not only that, I I didn't think I would watch teammates get out of the way. Um, you're sitting there watching Vescovy and Triple J um, uh, back their game off uh, because of this kid. Uh, think about it. You got two guys who have been here five years, put their heart and soul, dealt with Barnes's stuff for five years. Yep. Um, this was going to be their year. And they get a guy that I, I can understand, uh, Barnes thought he knew what he had. He, nobody knew what he had with this. This, this guy was, I was thinking last night, two things stood out to me. I don't think I've ever seen Tennessee play defense like that. I mean, and, and, and they wanted to play defense. And the best college basketball player that I've ever seen was Chris Jackson at LSU. Uh, he was simply not, not when he was, uh, uh, Rauf, when he went to the Nuggets, but when he was at LSU, he was unguardable. He was only like 5'11". He was simply unguardable. Uh, you could throw anything you want at him, and he was going to go out there, and he was going to put a quiet 40 on you. And there's nothing you could do. This connect, when he's in, as you say, his heater, that was the quietest 39 I've ever seen in my life. I mean, you, you just look up, boom. He's got 20, he's got 25, he's got 30, he's got 35, he's got 39. And just looking at Florida, nobody wanted to check him because they knew they couldn't check him. And Todd Golden was standing over there with his arms folded, just accept taking it because he knew as well. This was just a, this is a force of nature. So I'm glad, I I, I think that in another month, I believe that you're going to see Ves- Vescovy and Triple J because uh, those guys are streaky shooters. And streaky shooters need shots. And they're just not getting shots right now. Everyone's expecting them to, well, if you only get five, hit four of them. That's not the way it works for a streaky shooter. And they're, they're having a hard time because they're most of the time they're clearing out half the court to let Connect do his thing because he's a more, he's a, he's a almost certain bucket. Uh, I think when these kids, when these kids, uh, get comfortable in their role, uh, this has a chance to be incredible because Lofton was great. He was great. But what really made this that team dynamite was when Juwan Smith got hot, too. And then the two of those guys were just murder on another team. All right, we're going to do this. We come back. It'll be a Wednesday with Watson Brown. Uh, and then we're going to break this thing down scientifically. And it's going to be incredible. And those of you that like to listen on Twitter Spaces, I'm going to restart my device here and get that up and get that ready because something's going on there. So the fun never ends. The f- Welcome back to the show. The show that never, the fun never ends. But Watson Brown will join us. We continue on the other side as we come back. And it is your, ladies and germs, Wednesday edition. Sean's here. Brian's here. Watson Brown will be here. Marky Boy Griffin will be here. It's all ahead right after this. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert. 
Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett & Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. 
Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. Columbia's own 8th Annual Mid-State Classic Collegiate Softball Triple Header returns on April 2nd at the Ridley Sports Complex. Columbia Central versus Spring Hill at 10 a.m. Then it's Columbia State versus UT Southern at 1.30. And at 5.30, the Lady Volunteers face off against the Memphis Tigers. Tickets are available online at columbiatn.com slash midstateclassic. Tickets are $10 and good for all three games. The Mid-State Classic, April 2nd. See you at the game. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. So Watson Brown told me he didn't have much time today, so we're going to have to get to this, our Wednesday with Watson segment. Watson is telling me that he's got to get he's got to get uh, out, out on the links. Watson's got to get out on the links today. Is that what's going on, Watson? You got to get out on the links today. You got to play some golf today, Watson Brown. The only links I'd be eating is sausage, probably, bud. Come on now, I hear you got to get out there, and you're one of these types that likes to get the orange ball out in the snow and go do no, your you, thing, aren't you? Isn't that you? You, you? you got me pegged wrong, babe. I I am a weather golfer. I'm telling you now, it's 65 and above for me. No, uh-uh. 55 if there's something I just taking my son out or something. But no, uh-uh. Got to be at Weather least. Got to be 55. 55 is the lowest. I'd rather have it in the 60s before I'll play. Yeah, so I'm a park picker when it comes to playing music. And it's got to be at least. It's got to be at least 55 degrees for me to go pick. I, I did it at. 50 degrees last week, and the wind was kind of blowing, and the sun sort of went in. And when that sun, when that wind blows on you and the sun's in, and you're trying to play a stringed instrument, that, that will make your hands hurt. And I think the older I get, the more that's going to be the case. But, uh, Watson, I didn't drag you in here to bore you today. There's a lot going on right now. First of all, Nick Saban is gone, and I, and I want to ask you, um, and, and Jim Harbaugh is about to be, as you predicted on here a couple weeks back, you said there's no way he's not going to be. He's interviewed, speaking of Harbaugh, now with the Falcons and also with uh, the um, Chargers. Right. And so if he's sticking around, he's got a funny way of showing it. I say there's a 100% chance he goes. But let me ask you this. What do you think of the hire that Alabama made? Because obviously that was going to be a hard gig to fill, even though they've got a boatload of cash. I think they went down a few, and this is the one they landed on. I, you know, it's not a great job to the people that have got a really good job uh, because following Saban is just, I mean, gracious. That's not going to be easy. We all saw, I guess you all saw Spurrier's comment. Spurrier says, well, there'll be a new coach in there in two or three years anyway. It won't matter. <laughs> I giggled at that one. 
And I nearly pulled this off myself as an assistant when Coach Bryant, and, and you know some of the Coach Bryant connections with me, but Coach Bryant, um, when he retired, Ray Perkins became the coach, and Ray asked me to be his offensive coordinator, and I was going. Uh, and then the uh, University of Cincinnati offered me the head job there, and I left to go to Cincinnati instead of going to Alabama. But that's one of the hardest things in the world to do to me, Tony, is to follow not a good coach but a legend. And I think they found the one that had a good job but was willing to take that shot at it. And, and uh, if one's willing to take the shot at it, he'll probably do a good job. I hope he does. How many do you suspect turn that thing down? Two or three. I don't think they went real deep. Uh, two or three, they did it quick. Give them credit for that. They didn't play around. They didn't wait and let everybody start speculating this or that. And uh, and it, and you nearly got to do that now, in my opinion, Tony, because of this NIL. You cannot sit around and wait. Half of your team will be gone, and every day you don't have a coach, you're losing another one you could bring in. So you've got to move quick. Everything is so used to signing day. It was February. You had time to do this and that. Now it's not anymore. And and uh, this NIL stuff happens a lot quicker. And and uh, they have that early signing date with high school kids now that I think they ought to do away with, by the way. Uh, but that it, it speeds up all the processes to me. What advice would you give a guy and and? Is is it a misnomer to say the Southeastern Conference? People like me, I look at what happened with Brian Harson at Auburn. People like me think the Southeastern Conference is different. Is it is it different? I mean, is it is it going to be really hard for this guy, having not been in this league, to do this, or is football football? I think it's different. I've been in the Southwest Conference, the Big Twelve, the Southeastern Conference, and I've been in quite a few. I've played them all through many, 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 many years, the up and the high ones and the midway ones and the low ones. I've played them all. And where the Southeastern Conference, I think, is different is the athleticism on defense and the depth of the conference. That's where the SEC is different. And a lot of the things you might be doing offensively, you can't get off in the SEC because of the pass rushers and the different things that you deal with that you don't deal with in some of the other conferences. Not not as complete top to bottom anyway. Well, yeah, like Washington really this year kind of dodged one that Georgia didn't get there, you know? Because I'd have loved to have seen what Washington was doing offensively against Georgia's defense. Well, and you saw it against Michigan, and I think Georgia's better than them. On defense, so um, so the, and they they everything they've done to other people they couldn't do because of that defensive front, and you do not have the time to do some of the things. Think, look back, Tony, at the game, but prior to that, all those deep throws they're completing. That's an extra half a second that you got in the pocket he didn't get against Michigan, and so they weren't completing those deep throws because he could not time them up and get them off. How do you think Melrose performs in his offense, Watson Brown? That's that's where he better be smart. He better figure quick if that's the one he's going with. If it's not the one he's going with, the one he does go with better be really good because he will catch enough grief. Melrose is a hero now in the state of Alabama, and and so he's got a lot to figure out offensively to me, man. I, and if it's Milrow, change your style because that's not what he's run at the places he's been. At least I think he had. And I don't know his early years when he was in the 
NAI in that now, but in his latter years, that's nothing like the style he's got to run with Milo. Explain that to me. Well, it's just going to be a quarterback-oriented run, throw the ball off the run, drop fewer dropbacks. That's what Alabama did with him that turned him into a star. And uh, you've got to keep doing that. I think that's Jalen Hurts' problem with, with your Eagles right now. The year before, they did what Jalen could do. This year, they went to draw back pass a lot more. And I didn't understand it. Keep doing the things you're doing that Jalen is really, really good at. There's nothing wrong with playing with a quarterback that's good at those type things, Tony. And why these offensive guys, it's a little bit of grief, grief, a little bit of beef I've got with these young offensive coordinators is they run their style and that's it. Well, they, they don't have the personnel maybe to run it, but when they go into a place, that's what they do. You've got to do what your players can do till you can recruit to what you want to do. And, uh, so I just think he's got to run that style with Milrow so he can, so they, he can be a really good player. You don't make it in the SEC or in college football without a really good quarterback anymore. The is game that, is too quarterback oriented. Hey, Watson, is that, um, uh, Will Rogers guy that joined them out of Mississippi State, would he be a better fit for their offense if he followed him to Alabama? Yeah, he would. He can he can do that style much better. They tried to change him this year in Starkville, uh, and that's not what he's really good at. The under the center plash and pass, all that's not what he did. He's he grew up a high school guy running the leech style. I don't think it was leeches, but it was that style of offense. That's what he does. It fits the Washington style. That's why he brought him there. And uh, so, yeah, but you, mistakes are made when you just force your offense on people. And he, he needs to be smart enough to, to roll with his offense a little bit. I think he is. I, I like him. I like him. I like his confidence. I like his demeanor. I like his class, the way he handles himself and everything. I, I, I don't know him at all. Never met him. Never shook his hand. But I just like watching him, and uh, that's what it's going to take at Alabama, Tony. And the SEC does not need Alabama to go down. We do not need that in this conference. They need to stay up there. It's what I said about Tennessee for 10 years now. The SEC needs Tennessee back, man. They need them back, and now they're getting there again. Same thing with Florida. We don't need these teams falling off. And so I hope he goes in there, and if he if he's smart, He'll do his thing and adjust to what he's got to, but always keep Nick Saban around and and praising him and and don't run from all the things good said about Nick Saban as he gets out around that state because he's going. That's all he's going to hear, and he's got to use that as a positive, not a negative. The great Watson Brown joining, breaking it down scientifically, moving right to left across your device. Brian Hartman's got a question. Before we go there, though. I um just thinking about you know this guy and this opportunity and the spot he's in and I mean it's going to be a drop off. Anybody would be a drop off. Yeah. Over a guy who woke up every day with a maniacal bent to get up and uh, practice world domination. I mean Nick Saban was a sick sick dude. Uh, a, a real a real study in like I think just in just being an absolute nut job, but I mean he channeled it into being a great football coach. What advice 
would you give somebody in terms of dealing with the boosters, in terms of dealing with Alabama, in terms of following a legend? You, you've seen a lot of this down through the years. You've talked to a lot of different guys. What advice would you give a young guy like that walking into a job like that? Be yourself. Do not try to be somebody else. When I was young, I tried to be Bear Brown. Uh, he'd recruited me hard. He got me all the jobs that, that I had after I quit playing, after I got hurt and couldn't play, till he passed away. And finally I learned that you, you got to be you. You can't be somebody else. I tried to be Steve Sloan. He was the first guy I worked for uh, in some ways. But I learned to copy these guys' philosophies and things, but be yourself and doing them. So you can't try to be Nick Saban, but at the same time, He's got to embrace Nick Saban. And I'm not talking about getting him within the program and bringing him back. I'm just saying as he goes out, I mean, when people start bragging on Nick, absolutely. We just hope we can get to that point somewhere in this time while I'm here. Uh, you've got to embrace that. You can't you can't take it on. The guy that I was going to go work for, Ray Perkins, one of the first things he did when he went to Alabama was take down the, the big thing that Coach Bryant was up on watching practice all day long. And, you just can't do those things, man. You just can't do that. It's, these are legends. These aren't coaches. They're legends. And and Nick is a legend. And so he better embrace it or he won't make it. You've got to embrace it. It's a really tough spot because these are ego people, you know. Like, And this is a guy who just played for a national championship at Washington and was the cat's meow there. And now he's seen as a consolation prize by Alabama fans. That cannot be easy, Watson. Oh, Lord, no. That's why a bunch of people don't want to do it. That's why you don't. The, the guys got bad jobs, they'll jump at it. The guys have got good jobs. I'm talking about the good jobs, the real good jobs. The Washington, USC, Texas, Oklahoma, those jobs. And you've got those. Not many want to try that. It impressed me that he wanted to. I'd love to know why. What really motivated him? He made the statement, which I thought was interesting, that this was the only job I would have left for. I thought that was a really interesting statement. And uh, if he feels that way, he will embrace it the proper way, and he'll go for it. Like I say, I'm pulling for him. I don't know him at all, and I'm sure a lot of Tennessee fans would not like to hear that, but I am. Uh, I'm pulling for him because it's, Alabama does not need to fall down in the Southeastern Conference. I was in the state when they did, and it about cost me a program. Um because they wanted to do away with UAB while Alabama wasn't doing well, we were. And and um, it about cost UAB a program. It did at one point, finally, that, after that. was all Bear, Bear Jr. had his fingerprints on that. Let's well, get it's a, just, yeah, it's just the Alabama people. Yep. They, didn't, they didn't want something in the state pulling players away from them, and that, that's a long so, story. It's but so silly. We, I mean, in retrospect, it, it, that it, is we, the silliest thing ever. Yeah, it, it really. And that, if if... While I was in UAB, if Nick had been there, we would have had no problems whatsoever because they were rolling. Brian Hartman's got something for you here as we're on Wednesday with Watson Brown. Go ahead, Brian. Kane Womack was a sitting head coach at South Alabama for several years and took the defensive coordinator position at Alabama. He left a sitting head coach and went to be a coordinator at a school that I guess is definitely a lot more prestigious. Have you ever heard of that kind of move before? Has that been a thing that you've seen somebody do where they have a 
head coaching job somewhere, and then a coordinator position opens up at a, at a bigger school, and they take it. I did. And would you ever do that? Myself, it wasn't on the exact same level, but I was at Austin P and had two very good teams at 28 and 29 years old and left and went to be the offensive coordinator of Vanderbilt where everybody told me I was nuts to do that. So, yeah, I did it myself. I think it's going to be the going thing, and the reason I say that is money. They're going to start throwing money to these where they already are, and whatever it takes to get one, there's no telling what he's making. Uh, but I think money, and then you get back to where, man, if I went here, I'm going to be, and I was successful at South Alabama, and I do good here, I've just bumped myself up double levels of what job I got right now. That's the thought process, and that's exactly what I did, and that was the thought process of why I did it. Um, so, anyway, I think there's going to be more, but I saw where the guy, the head coach at Buffalo, he just left to go back and be an assistant. So I think you're going to see more and more of it because they're throwing money around like they couldn't throw back when I was an assistant. And it's almost like being your own boss and all that stuff. A lot of times it's not all it's cracked up to be, especially at those smaller levels, especially Watson, when they're rating your rosters. Now it wasn't like it was 20 years ago where you found a, you unearthed a gem of Ben Roethlisberger, and you had him for three years. Now you unearth a gem, and somebody rips him away from you when he, after his freshman year. Oh, and, and, and it's happening everywhere. It's not just you. you. Look in the mirror. You don't have to look in the mirror. It's, it looked to your right, looked to your left. And what's happening is all of a sudden, and that, there's a group of fives that will kill me for saying this, but the group of five has fallen off from the power five. It's fallen off, and the NI... The, 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 when we started having the playoffs and the big money starts rolling and the conference move, people moving around here and there, well, now you throw the NIO with it, and now the group of five just cannot keep up. So the group of five is falling further and further from the power five. It's no different than FCS falling to, to, the, to like when I made a move back into uh, FBS football. Um, that's what I think the guy's thinking. He's sitting there saying, look, this is a lower level. It's going to be hard. i got to keep winning here. It's hard to do because I keep losing players and starting over every year. Go to Alabama. If I do good, I'm going to get one of those that's got that kind of money, and it's a much better opportunity for my family. I think that's exactly the thought process because that's exactly the thought process I had back in the, in the early 80s. Watson Brown joining. Wednesdays with Watson. Let me throw to Sean Sinclair. He's got something for you. Go ahead, Sean. Coach, Coach, we've seen um, in the pro sports for a number of years, uh, players uh, kind of run the program, LeBron James, uh, some other things. Uh, you see uh, a great quarterback can get a coach fired uh, in the NFL, et cetera. We're getting into a time where you're going to have 18, 19, 20-year-old kids conceivably, if not already, making more money than um, than uh, their assistant coach. And uh, they're not nearly as mature or have a support system uh, of money that, that these professionals have. Uh, that, can you talk about that? Uh, uh, how That dynamic, when you only get 20 hours to work with kids, um, in the pros, those, those guys have contracts, so they can't just leave like they can in the college. That sounds like a whole bunch of headaches to me. 
John, you just nailed it. And it's the scary part I see right now that in the business that something has got to change or it's going to get to that. And uh, you you can't have the, the 18, 19, 20-year-old kids making millions and the assistant coaches making a half a million, which is very good, or three-quarters of a million. And and everybody's got to cater to him because they cannot lose him. they got to have him to win. The, the one behind him is not near as good because the one behind him is already left to go somewhere else too. And so it's, there's, it's got to change because look out, you're going to have the kids running the place and that's not good. I don't, you can't have players running the place anywhere to me. Yeah. Maybe when you get up to Le, LeBron James or Michael Jordan and you get up in there to that point and, age okay i get it i understand it a little more but still michael jordan didn't win without a great head coach with him he let michael do his thing but he stayed the head coach and i don't know that college you can do it i'm worried about it and if the if something doesn't happen i think it's got to be through congress sean i mean something has got to give where we come up with some kind of NFL type thing with free agency. It's got to get to that level to me. And these guys are making about this amount of money if they're a quarterback, about this amount of money if they're a receiver. They can't leave for once they are there. They got to stay three, whatever they come up with. If they don't and it stays like it is, I don't think any of us will feel good about college sports and especially college football. Uh, you know, to Sean's point, Tennessee was uh, involved with this wide receiver from Texas A&M, and we were doing some homework on him. And they decided not to kind of not to mess with him. Really talented guy, family from western part of the state, uh, and um, you know, several reasons to get involved with him in terms of his athletic ability, but many reasons not to get involved with him, including the fact that he was telling us. Allegedly, his position coach is down there. Hey, look, I make more money than you, I, you know, and and I don't care. He <laughs> basically and, and Watson, when you're in, when you're a coach and you've got a guy that's like a five star player, you, you almost have to know your role at that point. Yeah, Tony, that's what scares me. I mean, to be a good coach, I've told you all this before. I'm strong believer. I learned this in my early years from different people, but you, to, to be a good coach, the player has to respect you and the player has to trust you. And when the, the decision is made for the respect because of money, uh, you got a problem. I've had many NFL guys through my time and I've asked everyone, I said, what is it about a coach in the NFL? Because you're making more money than they are. The NFL's already been through all this stuff. And so they, everyone to a T said to me, Coach, we will love our coach if we think he can make us better because me getting better means more money to me and my family. It's a business now. And my guys, everyone of them said that to a T. And they said, if he can't help me, I ain't going to listen to him. And he won't be around long probably. But if he can help me get better, that's where I go back to that respect and trust piece. I think that's leaving us in college sports, and they're all looking at money way too much, and we've got to find a way to, to get a handle on it or we're going to be in deep trouble. 
Watson Brown joining us on the show. Sean asked an interesting question there. I, I gotta let's go to the NFL real quick. Cowboys are sitting there and they have a they have a they have a decision to make on Dak Prescott. You paying him one of those big deals, Watson? Well, I'm, that, that's my biggest issue right now is I think the two guys that are catching all the grief in the NFL right now are Jalen Hurts and him and, and Dak. And I think both parties use those guys wrong. They're not Dak Prescott. Tony, you, we all, we all grew up. I mean, you all grew up watching him play. I was coaching against him some, but. He was not a drop-back passer all the time when he was in college. Coach Mullen used his abilities right and made him a great college quarterback. And now Dallas has gone to where they're just making him a drop-back guy all the time, and I just, it's wrong. They're not using him right. He's not, that's not his bag. They got to go back and run the ball better and use him in different ways to me, and that's exactly what happened to the Eagles and Jalen Hurts. Exactly. I said it earlier. Jalen Hurts is not being used right now. But last year he was. This year he wasn't. They turned him into a dropback guy. He's not a dropback quarterback. Does that mean he's not a great quarterback in the NFL? Absolutely not. But using the way he needs to be used, and and I said about everyone not being personal. You got to use your quarterbacks in a way to use their best their abilities to their best. And whatever his good things are, use them. Whatever his bad things are, stay away from them more. You can't completely stay away from them, but but don't overdo them. And that's what I think's happened. Uh, you want to pay Dak the money and use him right, he's worth the money. You want to pay him and use him the way they're doing now, I'm not sure he'll ever get to the championship because they're not using him proper. And that's that's a coach talking. That's also a fan talking. I just I just I feel sorry for him in some ways. Because I think he's being overdone. Well, you mentioned this last year during the season, 2023. So I guess it technically was last year. Um, the you said Joe Milton never fit the offense here. You said that was just plain and simple. You never got the Joe Milton experience here with Heupel. You never understood why Heupel was almost tried, like they were trying to shove a square peg into a round hole. I agree. I said it earlier. And, yeah. And they had to or go with the freshman, and that that's not an easy decision. It's easy to look back now. You win nine games or eight before you go to the bowl and say, well, we should have gone with the other one. You don't know that. I mean, that's hard. That is a hard decision. You've got an experienced guy that played against Clemson about as good as you could, he could have played. He had a great night that night. So it leads into the off season, and you think hey, he's going to keep growing and get better. But I saw him level off, and and not bad, but just level off. And I think he's going to be a much better pro player because I think he's more of an under center, fake the ball, get back deep, and throw it. That's what I think he is. I don't think he is the Tennessee style as much. And that's the pro game right now. The pro game on early downs, Tony, is two tight ends, tight end, fullback, People ask me about these college quarterbacks that yep. are coming out and they're, they're, they're better at a younger age coming to the league at an inexperienced time. Yep. Well, they're better because the college game is more complicated. The college quarterback has more to do on early downs than the pro quarterbacks. Pro quarterbacks are going to fake it and throw it to one guy or a check down. It's all play action pass. The college game is much more complicated than that. So I think the quarterbacks are coming out more 
on the same page, but they become better players like the kid at the Texans right now because they're using him, man, perfect, perfectly. Tell me about him. I was sitting there with your boy, George Plaster, the other day. That's why it snowed like it did. <laughs> we were hanging out down there in, in uh, at the MGM uh, deal at the uh, Predators Arena watching that game. Did that kid look to you like some kind of rookie quarterback playing his first playoff game? Did he look afraid, shook, anything at all, bothered, any of that? No. No, because he's good. But they've used him perfect. It fits him. And and Ohio State's system's more complicated than the Texan system on early downs. On early downs. Now, when you get third down, the pro game's more complicated. The pass rushers are bigger, stronger, faster. And the zones are much smaller because of longer length and quicker athletes. And the blitzes are more complicated with good disguise. But on early downs, the pro game is simpler. And they've used him perfectly and let him do that. And and uh, that's why and his confidence has grown from it. And look out, Baltimore. I'm telling you now, the Texans are not going to be any walkover in this game. I'm not saying they're going to win, but I'm telling you, it's going to be a great game. They're going to win, actually. They may do it. I'm telling you. They, they're I, not in a half-point underdogs. Hey, I That's do, way too much to I, me. I do not trust the kid at quarterback from Baltimore. till he proves to me he can win in the postseason, there are guys. Randall Cunningham was one of them. There are guys who are great, great regular season players. And for whatever reason, the postseason just doesn't call their name. And until I see otherwise, I'm putting that Lamar Jackson guy, even though he has a great team around him, I'm putting him in that category. I think that rookie goes in there and plays well, and I think they win. I think Houston wins this weekend. They may do it. And this other thing, Tony, not to change the subject, but that's the tough decision you make. When you set a quarterback out in the last game of the year, and then you've got the you've got the back. So yep. That means the kid's not going to play for three weeks. Yep. And I wonder about that, man. I wonder about that. And that's why it's, that's, it's going to be interesting to watch and see if he does take that next step you're talking about. Because he hasn't yet. I agree. Kind of like in baseball. You know, sometimes you, 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 you clinch at division really early. And you start resting your regulars. And you're not really playing competitive, meaningful games. And you almost have a mini spring training in there, and then you have to get your mojo back versus I played last weekend. I wonder if the 12-team college playoff, Watson, will be that way, where the teams that get the running, the run up to it uh, will have the edge going forward over the teams that get the, the, the bye with the first four. I don't, I don't know that the, it will. I'm I'm anxious to watch it, yeah, Tony. I, yeah. I really can't say because I'm anxious to watch it, but I just got a feeling they're going to be seeding is going to matter so much in that. That uh, if you're in that eight seven, you're trying to get in that top four. If you're in that ten eleven, you're trying to hold on to it. Uh, I don't. I don't know, but I do think you've got a point. Some of these NFL, like Brady and the Bucks that year, they barely got in. Yep. They were fighting to get in and win the whole thing, but I think they had to stay sharp because of it. In their minds, they started playoffs with about three games left in the season, and they just and they stayed sharp. And I just wonder if you don't have a point to that. The great Watson Brown, I appreciate you. I know you've got a uh, one o'clock Central tea time. 
I want you to get out there and get warmed up and do your thing. And I, I don't think I can see that orange ball in six inches of snow, Tony. <laughs> hey, my dad when that he first be a tough. my dad when he first started playing golf, probably, and I was a young kid. He's probably fifty-two-ish, fifty-three-ish. Goes out with my brother with orange balls on a golf course in the snow, <laughs> and I'm like, that just can't be. But up there, you know, when there's snow on the ground all winter, you either, either adapt. You either adapt or you're putting your sticks away for three months. And it was yeah. a real snowy winter that one winter. Some winters are no snow there. But uh, he was like, what am I going to do, sit around and hang out with you all day? Which is a um, very accurate statement by him. He got sick of looking at his family. So, Hey, I appreciate you, Watson. You're my man. Um, and I hope you have a great one. Enjoy the games this weekend. Let's talk next week. We will. It's always an honor. Love being Thank on you, with you guys. Thanks. Thank you, brother. Sean, when we talk to him next week, will Jim Harbaugh be in college or pro football, in your humble opinion? I think he's going to be in pro football. I think there's some uh, nuance going on between that. Uh, I'm not. Uh, it would not surprise me, based on Michigan's calendar, if they're trying to delay this as much as possible mm-hmm. so that kids would not have – that many opportunities to go because uh, drop ads. Now, those are, there are always ways around that stuff, uh, but it wouldn't. I, you can't tell me that that Harbaugh doesn't know where he's going. This stuff has already been planned out a month ago uh, by his agent, and I think I think we all think he'll end up in in us with the Chargers, uh, reunite what he did with, at the uh, University of San Diego, um, and he's got a great young quarterback in Herbert, but. No, I, I think there's some gamesmanship to, and and that that kind of ticks me off because you're you're trying to manipulate and control the kids uh, for the betterment of the university, not for them. I think that's right. I think that's exactly what what's going on. And m- maybe we're proving a liar. Maybe he comes back. But it seems to me that why would I take an NFL job right now if I've already have one promised? I don't see the Chargers uh, out there talking to others. Harbaugh made it look good for TV by interviewing with Atlanta. Why would he take the Atlanta job and go work with that hoopty quarterback? The NFL game's all about quarterbacks. He's got a guy out there. He could. I think if he got the Charger job, I think they could win it all like tomorrow. I mean, you know, the, I'm a I'm a Chiefs guy. Yeah. But, uh, if I'm honest, Herbert's <clears throat> excuse me, Herbert's my favorite quarterback. I love him. I, th- I think he's phenomenal. Oh, he's incredible. And can you imagine him managed properly, coached well, good in-game coaching, solid decisions? That moron who started his coaching career under Derek Dooley, just a moron. Back to the phones we go. Let's get our uh, next call in. Marky Boy Griffin's going to join us here on the other side, but let's get a few calls in. Hello and welcome. Good morning, fellas. Welcome in. I just come in and made my first trip out in the snow since, uh, you know, we got hit up here. Give me a full report. I buy some coffee. <laughs> Boy, a little coffee on a snowy day. When it's uh, yes, mu- when I it's. Go buy some pods, Tony. Pods <sighs> hey. nowadays, you know, pods. Hey. 
when it's minus, I don't do that. I brew my coffee, but no offense. When it's minus something, Peggy, when it's my, I still have the old percolator. I got one of those old percolators. Oh, I love them, Tony. I do all kinds. The only reason yep. I've got one of these, you know, yep. hard things, Quick. it was a gift. Yeah. And they give me a bunch of the things, and oh, yeah. I have burned them up. Interesting. Percol- <laughs> the, the percolator, the percolator, there's just something about that. Oh, I love to hear that and see it. Maxwell oh. House. I oh, yes, 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 yes. Park it, park it. Yes. You've got to get parking, don't you, Tony? Well, you've heard my first hour. I really do have to get parking. No, honey, I did. I missed it. You oh, know, well, you didn't I miss anything. Busy, I got busy doing research. I have got a whiteboard. I am so into this portal stuff, and I, I am just, when they see, I know I'm a nut now, but. Cinco, let's talk about the latest in the whiteboard with Peggy. We've got two guys that we're involved with, Sean, out of the left coast, two different conferences from the same league. What about Herd? Have you heard anything about Herd? Herd. Ain't we still in the running for Herd? Peggy, I think so, and I think Tony's the one that uh, really – Put it out there in public earlier in the week that he said that uh, the kid, the kid's very, uh, the kid has some sophisticated experience representation and they recognize that Tennessee yeah. kind of has their pants down and, uh, Ooh. needs, uh, left tackle badly. Uh, so, but, but yes, two things he's I think come to mind. Come to, mm-hmm. No, I don't think he's playing games, Peggy. I don't, no. Well, I, yeah, but, yeah. I think two what things he, that come to mind yesterday. Yep. John Campbell put out a social media post of him working out uh, with an offensive line guru, mm-hmm. and he yeah. was in a right tackle stance. Mm-hmm. Uh, left uh, left foot was uh, was forward, right right foot uh, back. That's a uh, stance for a right tackle, uh, and it looked like he was getting ready. And then they were doing some pulling uh, to his left. That that bodes well because he fancies himself a left tackle. Uh, also, everybody else has kind of gotten off that boat. But anyway, the two uh, two young men, uh, Jackson Moy, uh, from he's a defensive tackle. He'll have two years eligibility uh, from Stanford. Uh, was a high school all American. Uh, looked at USC a bit. Went to Stanford. Uh, filled out. He's uh, he's very much in uh, in. You know, it sounds like I'm talking about a. Well, he's very much the size of uh, Jesse Mahalona. That that I don't know if he's as good as Jesse, but he six two three hundred pounds can move. And then the other young man is uh, Nate Calipo. He's an offensive guard in his final year of eligibility out of Washington. And uh, he's got a who's who of, of schools looking at him. Uh, but uh, I believe uh, Austin Price or one of those fellows, Matt Ray over VolQuest, suggested he might be in this weekend for a visit. So those are two guys that would really uh, bolster our chances uh, for a solid uh, lineup. Yeah. Well, I, what is that guy's name? Um on three sports, you know who I'm talking about. Mm. Well, uh, Volquest is part of the on three uh, platform, and uh, I, I think uh, I, I don't know why people think we have a feud with them. But I think uh, I think feud do, do incredible. A work. feud. Where does that no, come I'm from, talking, Sean? No, I'm talking about the. I'm talking about the the posters. Who cares them. about those losers? What you know what I mean? No, I, I, I think I, I don't kiss their ass. That's the problem. 
about a guy he was talking about. I can't even think oh. of the guy's name. Uh, you know, so, you know, if it's that important, Feud. I can at least I think think of his name. J D something. Anywho, he was talking about a guy. I believe he said a defensive end is uh, uh, just had entered in had just entered in the portal in Alabama. Uh, and then he's talking like it's a big shock. A guy, I believe, if I ain't mistaken, last name of May. Does that ring any bells? Peggy, you are getting it done. We'll run that down. We're going to get another guest on the TLD Logistics Hotline on the other side and then get some calls in. It's 865-200-5402 as we make it happen with you. And listen, to the posters over there that want to rip and key, you keyboard cowards, you rip away. You're listening every day, every single day. You know why? Because we're telling you the truth, and we're calling it in real time, scientifically. As I said before, I love those VolQuest guys. Everybody's got a role to play here. Those guys are very important in the recruiting ecosystem of Tennessee. They can get their hands on people, talk to people. But I'm a wild card, always have been. I'm not afraid to tell you what I know. I'm not going to tell you everything I know, but I'm not afraid to tell you what I know. On this situation with this herd guy, okay, he's got great representation, He's got him over a barrel. They thought they had him twice last week, and he was going to go public. And now there's something, you know, with the family. I, I don't know whether or not there's something with the family. I can't speak to health conditions of his family. I have no idea. I do know they thought they had him twice last week. And if people don't, if if, if people aren't comfortable with that information, then don't be comfortable with that information. I don't care. I didn't do it. As Bino hates me saying but we'll continue with more on the other side. We've had all kinds of issues with our Twitter Spaces thing. I don't know. We continue with more right after this. This is Coach Trader's Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. 
Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment, Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. If you have Medicare and Medicaid, you may be able to get more help to cover your care and costs. A United Healthcare dual complete plan can help you get more benefits than original Medicare. Whether you choose our online tools or over the phone support, United Healthcare will help you compare options so you can choose a plan with confidence. See if you qualify for a United Healthcare dual complete plan. Call 855 UHC MORE. That's 855 UHC MORE. 855 UHC MORE. Hey guys, it's Jessica Hargrove coming to you from the Grand Reserve at Spring Hill. We want you to unwrap luxury living with us. We have the largest floor plans in the area with two pools, two gyms, rec rooms, and more. Each unit is designed to be your new home and oasis. Our team makes sure to put the community back into everything we do. We have an amazing special going on right now. If you could, give us a call, 931-486-2236, or you can visit our website at grandreservespringhill.com. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hour number two on the radio. A guy I'm extremely, extremely proud to call friend. And a guy who brings a lot to us down through the years here, ladies and gentlemen, is the great Mark Griffin. And then to the calls, we're going to come to you. But we've got a revelation brewing here in Rocky Top. And that revelation's name, and you bow thy head when you say thy name, that revelation's name is Dalton Connect. 
And Mark Griffin, I bring you in against the backdrop that last night on Garza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime, which airs after each and every Tennessee basketball game. Because we, power to the people around here, power to the people. Griff, we love our hoops here. And I'm here to tell you, I don't know that we've seen a guy like this, Mark Griffin. I don't know that I've seen the likes of this guy. How about you? Tony, I, I, I haven't seen him in an in a orange and white uniform, that's for sure. You know, we've seen a lot of great players come play in the SEC for, you know, for other programs, even Tennessee, but nothing like what we're seeing now. And, man, you know, you and I talked earlier about what could happen to this program looking into March, and we talked about enjoying the journey. But, man, last night was a great great game and a great part of this journey that I was able to attend the game and many of your listeners were able to follow either in person or on the air and what a what a fantastic evening for for UT basketball and Dalton Connect they moved that starting time mark and then that thing just turned into a celebration of Tennessee basketball talk to me about that you were in the house for it Griff and it turned into a celebration of Tennessee hoops Tony, it was amazing the what whatever the turnstile count was four to five thousand. It looked like it sounded like it was full. I, I was so happy for the fans, and at the end of the game, for those who watched it on TV and, and weren't able to see this, when the ball was in Dalton's hands the last several minutes of the game, everyone stood up just cheering him on hopeful for him to break his previous record and it it was fun and and, you know yes it was against Florida which I think added even more to the game however good Florida is or isn't Um, but what a great environment so I really really give it want to give a shout out to everyone that came to the game that could make it or even watched it on TV during that time because it was not the best time for East Tennessee and Knoxville for people to get off of work or those who could get through those bad side roads. The interstate was fine, but it was just getting off those back roads was difficult, but it was definitely well worth it for those that did show up. You and I have known, we were we were reminiscing last night about some of the great players and great performances we've seen in Thompson Bowling Arena. Chris Porter's name from... Um, Auburn was evoked. You and I were at an NCAA tournament game watching Chris Porter. We were. One of the things, that was that was the night you introduced me to the concept of body language. I've got a tremendous <laughs> memory, Griff. I, I knew you'd like that, but Dalton Connect has this thing now that he's connected and he's back in where he's got to tell, and I've noticed this. My read on him is, and his tell is, he almost starts hopping around on the floor before he gets the basketball. There's an eagerness to him when he's about to touch a ball. And you say to yourself, this guy is getting ready to go off. Uh, Griff, his body language last night was that of a scorer, I thought. No doubt. And what was really exciting to watch him last night in person you're exactly right. It was the anticipation of him executing something positive. And with that said, him hopping up and down, 
the confidence that he exuded was contagious, not only with the players, but I think with the fans. I'm sitting next to a, a, a lady that was so excited every time that he got the ball knowing that something positive was going to happen, and more times than not, it did. But what amazes me, Tony, about Dalton is the way he scores. It's one thing to be a shooter, and I think when you – I know you guys talked about Chris Lofton, and he was so exciting, worth the price of a ticket to see him shoot deep shots. And when he would penetrate every once in a blue moon, you celebrated. But with Dalton, he can do so much offensively that I've not seen in a Tennessee uniform. And what I mean by that, Tony, is he can go left, he can go right. He uses the backboard. He spins the ball off the backboard. He can jump in a millisecond so quickly on the offensive end to dunk in the ball that we were just blown away some of the dunks he was able to get, especially that left-handed dunk that he did. And you're like, am I witnessing this? In real time. And and it was just amazing. Now, is Dalton going to have off games? Yes. But let's enjoy what we're seeing right now because it's an amazing run. I watched him and then I watched JoJo after getting off the air uh, yesterday. Joel MB. And, look, I'm not comparing the two. But at their respective levels, when those great players feel it, at their respective levels, as a fan and as somebody that watches it enough or tries to become semi-knowledgeable about it, you're right, Mark. There's a sense of anticipation. One of our callers that I've got a great deal of respect for, and, and the thing I love about our post-game show, and I said this last night, and I mean this, I learned so much basketball from the Hoops audience here. Tennessee fans deserve so much more than they've gotten in the postseason. But in the regular season, it's been very good. A lot of treats here in recent years um, from the Pearl years on up. And, and we just had a lot of fun here, okay? But this thing that's happening right now is unique. Uh, and the th- one of the things that makes this thing really unique, and, and Big R talked about this last night. I'm going to get your thoughts on this, Mark. Mm-hmm. Sure. R said one of the things that gives him a lot of hope for this basketball team going forward is that he saw three veteran players last night, and he specifically talked about Vescovy, who's kind of lost his scoring role in this team due to this kid's offensive prowess. Uh, He saw Triple J, and he saw ZZ encouraging the younger players, coaching the younger guys on the floor to get out of Connect's way on offense. In other words, take your guy over there, understand the principles of space, understand not don't get near this guy when he has the ball, which he was getting bottled up last month. They've made adjustments with him. Florida played right into that last night, but he thinks that is a great sign to see the older guys bought into the fact that, hey, we are contributors on this basketball team this guy's going to be our meal ticket to bigger and better things. Now, is he seeing things, or do you think that's accurate? I think it's on point. I'll give you a couple examples, or one great example. Early in the season, 
when you saw Dalton Connect turn the ball over, he had a, a, a big tendency in trying to drive between two defenders. He would try to blow by his defender, but the help defender would drop down, and Dalton thought he could go past both defenders, and he would turn the ball over. Well, what does that go back to? Spacing. Just what you touched on. If, if he has the spacing, he cannot be guarded. When, the, the, when he gets help defense, it makes it tougher for him, and that goes back to the spacing aspect. So if, when the guys buy in to giving space, he cannot be guarded. When you have space, you get open shots, either by him driving all the way to the basket, using the backboard so effectively, or he's able to drive and kick to an open three-point shooter who has an opportunity to knock a shot down. One thing I wanted to mention about Vescovy, because I know people, it's easy to get to be hard on him because he's not putting up the points that he is, but great players make sacrifices. And I give Vescovy a lot of credit because he has sacrificed his points per game to be more of a team player, and he has not given up on the defensive side. Matter of fact, watched him closely last night, and there were several instances where I think he actually fouled and the calls were not um, given or, or attached to him because of the way he plays defense so effectively. So I think he's actually stepped it up defensively to give up offensively for the betterment of the program. Super engaged on defense is what you're saying. No doubt. No doubt. And, and Triple J, too. And I still think Triple J is the trump card. Even even with I the agree success with that. that you're seeing with, uh, with uh, 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 Connect, uh, Adu inside, with the amazing scoring. It's, it, what's amazing, we're not even talking about Adu. He's, he's right-handed. His best move is with his left hand. His left hand shot is better than his right hand hook. I don't even see him make right hand hook uh, attempts versus his left hand, which is very tricky as a defender, Tony. If you've got to defend someone that's really ambidextrous and they go and they're stronger with their so called weak hand, you can't guard that person. If he can step out and shoot that five to ten foot shot like he has it just makes the spacing even better. And where do you pick your poison? Who are you going to go to to beat you if you're guarding Connect as closely as you are and Adu's being effective inside? You know, what do you give up on the defensive side as an opponent? It makes it tough. But going back to Triple J, you know, if he can get his 10 points, six to seven rebounds consistently, then this team is. I hate to talk about Final Four. It's an Elite Eight basketball team. That's what they are. Now, why sent me this thing last night, uh, Mark? And I don't mean to talk over you, but I'm but I'm really excited about no, this. And, and we're going to, you know, we're having a conversation. And by the way, Sean and Bry, uh, you want to get in, jump in with us. But we visit today with Mark Griffin on the program, Griffin's Three Pointers, a fixture over at tclub.team, part of us trying to super serve the fan base and bring you the coverage that we bring you. Our silent partner, Y, sent me something about this club, and, and he, he, had, um, um, he had a very, very interesting couple of observations that I, I want to share with you, and I want to get your thoughts. Uh, first of all, he, he said that if Sandy and Josiah pick it up at some point, he said, now, they're very good team players. Tennessee's very good right now. 
But if they can get those guys to just give them just a little more on offense consistently, you're yeah. looking at easily, easily a Sweet 16 Elite 8 basketball team. And he said the weird thing is is that Connect makes it easier for those guys to function offensively Yet for and 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 connect is pretty apt to get guys involved. I mean, if he draws a double team, he's he moves the ball. He's not like a lot of yeah. scorers, but That's for right. whatever reason, to this point in the season, Mark, it hasn't translated. It doesn't mean it won't translate, but for whatever reason, to this point in the season, it hasn't translated. I don't understand why it hasn't translated because uh, getting back to connect, uh, he had a pro future pro guarding him, which I don't know on the air if they talked about that or not, but Riley Kugel, you know, he's on all these draft boards, and Connect owned him. And and, and, and I, I'll tell you, I was close enough. Connect was letting them know he owned him, and I actually loved that. There were a little, little talking going back and forth. But back to Vescovy and, and, and Josiah Jordan-James, just being a little bit more consistent, as you said, I, I think, you know, you mentioned why. Spot on. I mean, that's it. If, if you can get the consistency and if they can plug the hole against a big man, that, that's my number one concern. They showed they can win without the consistency. UT has not shown that they can win against a mobile big man who plays inside. And I have to say the word mobile because they went up against D.J. Burns, who's as big as, as, big as you get. But he's not, he's not a uh, mobile big man. He stays on the block. And, and UT has not shown that they can beat a team um, with a, a mobile big man who can score inside. But you have to give up something. That's the thing about college basketball. You're not going to be great in every aspect. It's what you can hide effectively yep. and take advantage of on the offensive side. And that's, that's where you get the success. And then you have the great free throw shooting, which UT checks the box. Great defense checks the box on most nights. And once again, if you can get into the Sweet 16, uh, get past the Sweet 16 to uh, leading, all bets are off. All bets are off. By the time Barnsey gets to Phoenix, Griff's going to be smiling. Let's get uh, Dr. Sean Sinclair in here has got Something to add to our conversation. Then Brian Hartman, as Mark Griffin joins us on a snowmageddon Wednesday. Hey, Mark, a couple of things. We would have been freshmen uh, when um, when Tony White had that fifty pointer in Stokely. Is that right? Yes. Is it a freshman? Yeah, it was freshman year. That's correct. The uh, Wiz. The Wiz. Now, what's that? I, I was there, and obviously you were there, but um, what? What was that like? Because uh, we, you know, I, I was recounting earlier. You know, what I've never seen anybody that effortless uh, in person, except for Chris Jackson at LSU. Uh, Tony <laughs> White obviously he, he just had an unbelievable uh, game that night. But when you're sitting, maybe I don't recall your minutes that game. But when you when you and the other guys were on that uh, on the bench watching that in real life, um, what was that like? Uh, Can you just do you get happy for the guy? Do you get uh, uh, tell me what you see when you see something like that. Do you feel slow part of it? Slow motion movie. It's like a slow motion movie. Everything's going in slow motion. And I'll try to explain that. It's just the game becomes slower for him 
And when it becomes slower for him, he took advantage of it to get his shots. Coach DeVoe made sure that he had the ball in his hands. We're running plays for Tony. Um, And I actually teased Tony a couple years ago. I was able to speak at the round ball club down at Calhoun's, which they have on Wednesdays. We'll shout out to Mike Turner and that group. Um, Shout out, Mike. Mike does a great job keeping college hoops alive in the town. Mike's got a great Great heart for college hoops. Yes, go ahead. And um, I I was able to be a guest speaker. I guess they couldn't find anybody else. They had me speak, and I I looked up the stats of that game, and I believe Tony had two assists. But it was, I know it was less than three, so it was either three, two, or one. And I was teasing him, like, Tony, you were so hot, you forgot to pass the ball. But he, but he was, that was just the zone he was in. So it was like a, once again, Sean, like a slow motion movie to where it, it's just everything went his way. And, and, and Auburn didn't know what to do with him. And uh, I carried him off the court when he hit the 51, so I remember it very well. Uh, a, a unbelievable accomplishment for Tony, who was one of the best, scores that I've ever been around and Chris Jackson was the other and I was on the other side of that which was a slow motion movie down in Baton Rouge when when Chris Jackson led us up for either 51 or 53 and and you're just sitting there in amazement and you try not to as a student athlete playing the game relish in what an opponent is doing or even your teammate you're just trying to look ahead to the next play but, man, it's so difficult when, when you're witnessing this not to get caught up to go, I can't believe the guy can't miss. And you start to become like a fanboy, and, and you're looking forward to the ball being in their hands to see what they can do next. You try not to, but you get caught up in it because it's so much excitement. Hey, second thing is for, uh, he's a different body type, but when I'm watching him, uh, he reminds me of George Gervin uh, because – it looks like he just has huge hands. He can take it. He can take it wide in the lane off the backboard, like you said. You you put you put a small guy on you. He's going straight over you. You get you get outside. He's you can't stop. You can't check him. And I, I know it's totally different era, totally different body type, etc. But that's what it was looking like to me because, in my opinion, he was unguardable, or he is unguardable right now. I think it's a great comparison, uh, and I didn't even think of George Gerben because you know he was what the uh, what did they call him, Ice Man, Ice, ice Man, yeah, Ice. So he's say, say six seven, maybe a hundred and fifty, hundred sixty pounds, hundred seven, whatever. But you know he was the he was the king of the finger roll, and that's what I I mean. Connect if you get him around the around the backboard, you're done. It's going in. He had an NBA continuation guys last night that he kissed high off the glass. That next year when he's playing at that level is going to count. Uh, I mean, he's just a shot maker, which is kind of, you know, the Gervin thing. People would kind of laugh at that, but Gervin was, I mean, at this level, you don't know what a guy's going to do at that level, but at this level, Mark, this connect guy, to Sean's point, can pretty much do whatever he wants on a floor offensively. Yeah, and you're right. And I know you guys have talked about this and, you know, in the comparison of, uh, Coach Barnes, you know, working with Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant bringing the ball down the court. I, I never thought I would see um, Dalton Connect bring the ball down the court yep. as a point guard. Never thought I would see it in Barnes's quote, system. Yes. Because he has a system, and he has gone away, or he's returned to an original system to give players freedom 
to score on their own and, and, and mainly maximize mismatches. I don't think he's he's no. not leaving him in to break a record. I, I don't think that that was the the, the case last night. I, I think it was a part of a growing process. Still looking at every possession to look at how do we maximize uh, our opportunities here for mismatches and how do we get guys in to play with other guys. He's, I think Barnes and any coach that, that, that is a decent coach is always looking at the future and, and, and how you can take advantage of situations to better the team in the, in, in the future. And I was really hopeful for DeLeon to get in and, and play longer, but when he did get in, early turnover, and I looked at my friend, I said, Dillion's out. And next thing you know, Barnes is taking him out next possession because that's one thing that's not going to change for Barnes is when you come in and you make an early turnover that he's telling the players, you're not ready when you come off that bench. you got to take care of the ball, and that's not going to change. And I know this is separate from talking about Dalton, but it's still the philosophy of the program. And for Dalton to be able to bring that ball up the court, by himself, um, shows that a coach is not stuck in the past. Brian Hartman, jump in here with uh, the great Mark Griffin, who's breaking it down scientifically on a Wednesday. Mark, uh, I saw a play that was key last night. Florida had cut the lead to 10 points, and it was midway through the second half for some point, and Tennessee sort of, if they have a bad possession following that a couple times, Florida can get right back in the game. But they isolated Jonas Adu at the top of the circle, and he took his man and drove in for a layup to give him a 12-point lead that started off a 9-0 run and put the game out of reach again. Yep. Is that something that they might continue to do more with Jonas Adu because he's not going to draw double coverage or he's not going to draw a double team with Connect out there and some other players? Do you think that might be something we see more of? That was Brian's Kinexial play of the game, by the way, last night on Garza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime. Go ahead, Griff. No, I think it's a great point that you recognize that, Brian, so kudos to you. Yep. Um, I, I, I'll go back to what Y said originally. It's about spacing, when, and, and this is for any fan, anybody that observes basketball. When you watch games, watch to see spacing, and let's explain spacing. Look at the guys in the corner of the basketball court? Are they in the far corner near the edge of the out-of-bounds area? Are the guards spread out wide from the three-point range where they can still knock down a basket if they received a quick pass? A quick pass? The big man able to, to move in a triangle area, meaning they could go block to block or to the free-throw line. Yep. If you can get that spacing... If Adu doesn't have the opportunity on the block, he's mobile enough that he can go to the free throw line, extended area, and 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 go to work and 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 not and 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 see what the defense does. Obviously, their scouting report told them they're not going to double down, so that's able meaning another guard's going to drop in and try to steal the ball uh, from the big men, and they didn't do that. So, Coach Barnes and, and staff, the scouting report was. Let him go to work. He, he's yeah. mobile enough and dribbles the ball well enough yeah. that he can take a few seconds and back his man down. And that's what's really interesting aspect about Adu is he's not a guy that I've witnessed that rushes when he receives the ball, which if you watch Awaka, it, it, he seems to get the ball and feels like, i got to do something now. 
and and is overthinking still in my mind the game's not slowed down. I think it's slowed down enough with Adu to where he's like, okay, I'm going to watch where my defender's playing me quickly, and then I'm going to make my moves, and he's going to adjust to me versus me adjust to him. And I'm, 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 it'll be a great day when we see where Awaka will be able to do the same, and he will get there because he's still valuable. Um, but but you see, you're seeing that growth with Adu now that that mobility really sets the stage for the spacing and the openness for these guards to knock down shots if need be. Awesome. Speaking of that, when he when he gets the ball in traffic, he sometimes makes himself into like a six foot player instead of. That's a great point, years, Brian. That's his problem. That, I think that's his problem, isn't it, Mark? Yeah, this takes that away that a little. Is, bit. That is the problem. That 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 is a problem. Which obviously, you know, you, you work through that process. You know, it's it's a growth area. You go back to old habits. Uh, it's definitely talked about the next day during the. Uh, review of film of, hey, let's keep the ball high. When you're dribbling, you stay low. You know, a lot of guys, when they dribble, they don't bend their knees and the, the big men don't get low enough to have that force. So what they do is they're, 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 they stand tall and then the ball has a farther way to dribble, which gives a, a better chance for a defender to steal the ball. Or they don't rebound and keep the ball high as you're taught. So there's always things that you're taught, but you go back to your habits and you break those habits during practice the best of your ability. But yet you're still human. You're going to make errors. Yep. It's just you, you try, the goal is to reduce the errors and, and maximize mismatches. The great Mark Griffin taking us under wings today. I want to do one more. Griff, you have a second? You all right for time? Sure. All right. Let's, no worries. Let's continue to break it down. We're talking about a Tennessee basketball team that's going to lurk around the top five. They're going to lose some games. I mean, it is what it is. But they, make no mistake about it, are very much a national contender this year. There's a couple things that are going to play out here in the next uh, in the next three or four games to watch. Why believes that we're almost at the point in the season. He said, I don't believe we're here. He, he said, I can't believe we're talking about this. This is a, this is a, this is a communique I got from him. Uh, he says... By the way, he's really enjoying your Griff, but he said, if Ganey doesn't start showing some progress in the next three ball games, his role on this basketball team is about to diminish. He Done. said, and 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 against he said, and against that backdrop, Mayshack is proving that he deserves more minutes, and Dillion will be able to give you some with his driving driving uh, prowess and his ability to handle the basketball, he thinks that the next little stretch for Ganey is extremely important. Now, Griff, have you ever been there as a shooter where, for whatever reason, you get in a stretch where you can't get the ball to go? And, and, and what, what do you do in that case? Because you're in a meritocracy here in Division One basketball, and this yep. kid's obviously pressing. Yes. Does he deserve to I got play it? I've got an answer for Does you. Does he deserve to play at this point? No. Uh, I mean, he deserves to get an opportunity like he did last night, and then he missed a few shots. He deserves to come out because that's why they bring him in is to get automatic buckets. 
Now, you ask the question, how do you get out of it? Well, how does anyone get out of a bad shooting streak? They keep shooting, but when you're in that process, you're taught if you're missing a shot, get to the basket, get to the free throw line. Because by shooting free throws, you're at least benefiting the team by making free throws, and you're getting your stroke that's going to help you have the confidence in the future, short-term future, to knock down shots, but you got to keep shooting. Now, one thing I know about gaining, I saw this during preseason practice when I was able to get into the private practices, he's not afraid to shoot the ball, and I don't think he's going to be afraid. And if he's pulled, he's going to be pulled. At the same time, it shows the benefit of Tennessee's depth, which people thought would be a problem because it's like, how do you keep people happy? Well, you're happier when you win, and you've got, you've got the – the involvement of uh, Meshack, who I, Tony, must say, when he came to UT as a freshman, never thought he would play more than 10 minutes a game. I, I, I thought he was a top defender. I, I, I cringed when he shot the ball. But he's proven me wrong, and I'm so thankful. And now I feel confident when he's in the game because he has confidence and he's their best defender. DeLeon has got, I think, a lot between his ears right now. He had injury, maybe thinking about, but he's, I think if you use the word tougher, he is a tougher defender than Ganey because he's more of a mismatch. He's bigger, he's stronger. Big, yep. So when you get, when you get down to that aspect of time on the court, if Ganey keeps missing shots, you have to play Dillion because he's stronger. He, he can, he's going to be able to defend some of these tougher players in the SEC. That you, that you come across. And I think about the kid from Mississippi State. I think his name's Josh Hubbard. Yeah. I've never heard of this kid. It's a freshman. Now he's probably the, he's the best, he's probably the best freshman in the SEC that's not wearing Kentucky blue. No doubt about you it. Put, you, you put a dilly on on him versus a gainy, you're probably forcing more shots. And that's the point, Griff. You know that, that, the, the point is that, for a gainy, and I'm not picking on the kid because his no, his, not at all. We're his, just being real. But his resume says I can shoot the basketball. I'm going to help you. The problem and the thing that makes him kind of unplayable is that he's a liability on defense. No, I, I agree. Versus other two guys, love him, love his dad. We just, we awesome. just got to be real. Yeah, you know, we talk about and I, and I, I don't even like bringing up when I played because it was so many years ago. It doesn't matter. But, you know, you, I have weaknesses. You just try – the goal is you hide your weaknesses. It's probably like business and personal life. It's like you anything. Hide your weaknesses. You maximize your strengths. Hey, hey you Griff. Have, Griff, we talk a lot yeah. of football in here, okay? If I've got – it's kind of like Watson Brown in that last segment was saying, if I've got this quarterback that's good on his wheels, why am I going to make him play in the pocket? You wouldn't. I mean, what are we doing? And And – you know, at the end of the day, uh, I gotta maximize what you can do. The gainy guy, the thing that's really uh, tough to watch for him is he's obviously pressing. The second three ball he let go last night hit the back yeah. of the iron and about clanked out of bounds. That's like me in my driveway, Griff. And I haven't picked the yeah. ball up in like 10 years. It looked like me shooting a ball. When you see a shooter hit the back heel of an iron, that that's like um, like my son or one of his friends chunking a ball off a uh, off a off a tee. 
you know, and it hitting at a hundred yards. I mean, that's a bad miss for him. Yeah, and and, and you look at what what's important is measured, and, and with Barnes, it's 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 defense first. Yeah, and and you know, regardless of the family situation, the dad understands what they're getting into. They're not surprised, and, and, and it's it's about productivity. It's yeah. about improvement. It's about chemistry. Uh, but if I'm an opponent, who do I want to go? Who do I want guarding me? Ask ask that question. I want him out there. I want him playing you 35 minutes a night. There. Yes. Now, the good thing about the situation that you deal with, and this is the growth of, of uh, Connect, what's the knock on him defense? Well, what do you do? You hide it. You have Josiah James there, which doesn't get enough credit of helping out when Connect gets beat. And, 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 and they're going to hide that as much yeah. as they can to give Tennessee an advantage. And you've got team players and veterans such as James, which unfortunately a lot of fans measure just based on stats. And they don't look at what you're really doing on the court to help the team. And some of that's not measured. Griff, you're the man. Keep on with the force. Don't stop, brother. And don't stop till you get enough. You're the man, brother. Well, thanks for having me. Great to talk to you guys. Breaking it down scientifically. Thank you. The great Mark Griffin appearing on the TLD Logistics Hotline. Online at tldlogistics.com. TLD Logistics, so much more in a trucking company. Look, whatever your challenges are relating to shipping, you call TLD. They're going to figure it out from there. They're online at tldlogistics.com. And here's the thing. If you're an owner-operator, and I'll listen, I love my truckers. I love my The guys and the gals that do that are the unsung heroes in our country because they keep America moving. Through the rain, the sleet, the snow, you, you, what have you, away from their families. Uh, and I got a heart for the truckers. Driver training classes, if you want to get in the game, are forming now. And if you're an owner operator and you want to join the winning team, tldlogistics.com. Cinco, any thoughts on what we just talked about? Cause that was a white hot segment with Griff who just brought it. No, I'm not qualified to. Uh, add on to what Mark says. But, uh, I just wanted. Well, hey, I wanted to add on that uh, 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 Dan Wetzel just posted this, or has posted this recently. Since losing the Rose Bowl, Alabama has seen Nick Saban retire. Yep. Twenty-one players enter the transfer portal, yep. including stars Isaiah Bonds, Caleb Downs, and add to that just now starting left tackle and true freshman Caden Proctor. Oh, that kid is in the portal, Cinco. Yep, and, he, and, and they're already saying look for him to go to Iowa. And then six recruits from the uh, 24-25 class. It is saying that a lot of these kids from the 24-25 class, they're coming out public saying that they didn't hear anything from uh, the new staff. So that's why they opened their their thing. It, here's what here's what I'd like people to understand. And again, I'm not talking down to anybody or trying yeah. to teach anybody anything. Yeah. Nick Saban was such a freak of nature. He demanded everybody work to his standard. That's just not humanly possible. People think they work. I think I work hard. I don't. I really don't. And we all think we work. We don't. That's why. That's why he ran through uh, uh, assistant coaches like crazy because they just could not put up with. The work schedule there, but that's what made him Nick Saban. He was a wounded thing. dude, Senko, that channeled yep. it, that yep. channeled yep. it into just people. Watson Brown was kind of laughing today when I said 
that he that Nick Saban's an emotionally uh, wounded dude who cha- but that's absolute truth. Well, he's a he's a he, he's a high functioning sociopath. Crazy. Uh, that's exactly he, what he was. Not, that's a I mean, I hate to say that. We hate to say that, Sean, but we're calling it like it is, and no, you're it calling is. it and right down the middle, man. Right, and if and, and the way you said it was right. If you are, if you a Fortune 500 company, if you are uh, a football program, if you're something like, if you can channel that exactly right into leading your company, well then then you know it's 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 not going to be pretty, but it's going to be damn successful. Could do to other you. Thing that goes about the other thing that goes with this is the fact that. For years, kids around the country have spurned their home state school because going to play for Nick, not going to play for Alabama, yep. going to play for Nick Saban was the safe pick yep. if you were a five-star. Do the Bammers realize this, Sean? Do, I don't think so. Are they get the feeling that I... And I don't know if I would understand it if I was them right. as well because right. you get caught up in your own self-importance, yep. your own self-worth, et cetera. But you start seeing kids now that – the money's going to be about the same. You didn't get coaches didn't go get a Bama dip. They got a Saban dip. Saban rehabilitated all these kids that went to the pros is because of Saban. It's not because of Alabama. Sorry, it's just so, the way it is. So Sean, you're, you're starting to see yeah. freshmen, all Americans, Caleb Downs and Caden Proctor. You would think they'd be the talk of the town. They're out of there. You're telling me. Make sure I miss uh, that I understood because I didn't read the I haven't read that report yet. I'll look for it later. I just sent it to you. I just sent it to you. Wetz, Proctor, Wetzel, who's fantastic, but has just entered the portal. Sean Sinclair and, and, is saying, but you're saying just to go back. The the big piece is there are kids on that in this class that say they have not been contacted by this. That's cur- right. That's correct. Multiple that would kids. never happen under Saban. You talk well, about no, something because- that would never happen under Saban. That would never happen under him. No, and that's the thing is you nobody has that work ethic because it's maniacal. Maniacal. You just you can't if it, again, I would like to tell you I work hard based on what he does. I don't. And that's and that's uh, Josh Heupel's not Nick Saban. No. No. The guys are Nick Saban, and here's the thing, the 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 more and more power Nick Saban gathered, the hungrier and hungrier he became. Now I'll say this for Kirby Dumb, Sports Clips Kirby, Sports Clips Kirby showed me a little something when they went out there and stole that guy off Alabama staff when nobody was paying attention. Uh, when they stole that uh, that uh, Traveris, what's his last name? Sean Robinson. Robinson. Oh, come! That's a Nick Saban move. Let's come back on the other side. So Sean, bringing it to the table there on Alabama, and I'll ask the living listener right now, because Watson was saying, you know, we need them to succeed. Need them to succeed. I need them to go right back to where they were. I need them to go back sliding in the wilderness. I need them to suck out loud. I need them to blow. I want their playoff spot. That's what I want, and I want to beat them. I want to get back to beating them on the football field. I'm glad that Nick Saban... Nick Saban, I mean, Sean's right. The guy's a freak, as we continue with more after this. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. 
celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Garnets begin the year as January's birthstone. Garnets are also the gemstone that are traditionally gifted for a second wedding anniversary. Here at Tillis Jewelry, we have a variety of garnets to fit your budget, whether you prefer vintage or modern. Next time you visit us, be sure to mention this ad and receive 10% off your purchase. You deserve something new to begin the new year. Follow us at Facebook and Instagram. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day -day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job and fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Football season is here, and that means tailgating starts now. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us help you get your backyard game ready. We are open Monday through Friday from 7 to 7 and on Saturday from 8 to 4. Go Vols! Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. 
I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Surex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. Don't let pain keep you out of the game. Murray Regional Physical Therapy's experienced team of therapists can help you recover from surgery, injury, or illness by designing a plan that meets your unique needs. We utilize state-of-the-art equipment and proven techniques to help you get back to doing the things you love. Schedule a consultation at any of our convenient Southern Middle Tennessee locations by calling 931-380-4014. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. In Tuscaloosa, we live by the blue-collar basketball motto. Stepping back, deep three, bottom. Hard work. Two on one, driving, stepping through, tough shot, got it to go. Dedication. Front court to the rack. Oh! And teamwork. Play the song for the champions of the Southeastern Conference. Join us for every game right here on your home for Alabama basketball. Right here, Saturdays on WKOM 101.7 FM. Debbie Matthews Realtor and her husband Jason, who is a pro songwriter, also own a music publishing company. They live in historic downtown Columbia with their dogs. Dog rescue work is their passion project. They consider Middle Tennessee their backyard and their lives are full of all things Tennessee. Debbie says there is no greater honor than to help someone find a home. To be trusted with that job, there is no greater privilege. Call Debbie at the Nashville Realty Group, 615-476-3224, 615-476-3224. This is Clayton Harris and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Sean Sinclair just fired me up, focused me, and prepared me after Mark Griffin took me under wing. And I've got to say right now that my my alleged mind, as a great Jimi Hendrix once said, you got me blowing, blowing my mind. Is it to model? Oh, just the end of time. And i got to say right now that uh, it is, uh, there's just so many things flying at us here. This Dalton Connect thing is just a revelation the fact that people will be talking for years to come about being there at that game last night when they moved the game up in the snowstorm and then we're we're all sitting here i'm a popcorn eater eat it just about every day now what i do with my popcorn is i air pop it after hitting my heavy bag hit my heavy bag for about a half hour air pop my popcorn light olive oil no butter extra light olive oil drizzle on top of it with some sea salt you do that you'll come back again and again and again now the the thing about this alabama deal is i'm going to open up my browser later on and i'm going to read all about 
I'm going to read all about this implosion that's happening down there. Because piece by piece, they're being dissected. And nothing's going to save this from happening. Not Paul Firebomb's influence. By the way, the day that Saban quit, Firebomb looked like all three of his dogs perished. And I love dogs. I don't say that lightly. Because if something happened to my dog, ah, uh-huh. ah. Uh-huh. But it's all over, baby blue. It's all over but the shouting. I mean, let's call an ace and ace a spend a spade a spade. And remember to have your pet spade neutered. To the radio listener, we're going to leave you. we got a full bank of calls, and we'll get to you. Sean Sinclair, during the break, just fired me up, focused me, and prepared me. After Mark Griffin took me under wings, I don't know what to do with myself right now. My brain is like my snaps firing on all cylinders. In the meantime, I love you, radio listener. Tclub.team is where we continue our conversation. Tclub.team is where you find today's blog. Tclub.team, Tclub.team, a TLD logistics overdrive, overtime. Coming up in the meantime, I love you, radio listener. Be safe. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia.